Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Gateway brought to you by the Northern Illinois University College of Business where your future is without boundaries and our approach is to. I am joined as always with my incredible co-host Dr. Biagio Palese. Hello Biagio! Ciao a tutti! Welcome, welcome to another great episode. For this episode, Turmoil in Business. The Gateway is happy to have Christian Borkley, host of her first ever podcast, The Busted Business Bureau, which began in January of 2022. Thanks to Christian's in-depth research and enthralling reporting, we have been able to learn about some of the most interesting companies. During its meteoric rise in popularity, the Busted Business Bureau has examined a wide span of organizations, including eBay, the Salvation Army, Chicago's very own now-defunct Improv Olympic, and the organization that has contributed, in my opinion, one of the most spine-wrenching commercial tunes in advertising history, Cars for Kids. Christian is an Ohio transplant in Chicago. She currently is a bartender and trivia host, but has worked as an axe-throwing teacher, children's theater music director, a tour guide of Chicago's Chinatown, and currently she can speak Chinese, which hopefully she never loses that ability because it's absolutely amazing. She is also on a doubles tennis league and has an up coming dueling piano comedy show at the Lincoln Lodge Theater with another fellow named Christian on June 25th. One of her greatest claims of fame is that she has owned a pair of fur-lined green Crocs for six years. Christian, welcome to the Gateway. It's so good to have you here. Oh, it's so delightful to be here. What can I say? <laughs> well, we we are excited. Um, I, I was literally just scrolling through TikTok and I, I found one of your talks talking about one of your episodes of, of the podcast, which I love the world that we live in, that I use one social media to find another form of social media that then I connect to your actual art and creativity. So good job with I all of that. I we live in where you use the word talk. <laughs> 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 like it, it is amazing it's spreading your stuff and it's really cool but I um the reason why I really wanted to bring you on here is I, I thought what you were talking about within your podcast the the busted business bureau you're really kind of I guess you could say synthesizing a lot of the different stories that we hear about in, in news clippings and and different little like 30 second sound bites but really going into the the deep dive of what what's happening am I and I'm, am I characterizing that correctly? That's almost exactly right. Uh, this The podcast started because one day I was just really curious about where your money goes when you donate to Cars for Kids because I realized I've seen all those damn commercials and I literally had no idea. And the more I kept researching, the deeper the rabbit hole got. I was like, this is crazy. So I made like a comedy presentation and then one thing led to another I work at a comedy theater and they're like we need you know we are looking for podcasts and I was like oh I kind of have this idea and that's like how it started so it started from synthesizing a lot of information about just like this whack-ass thing I found <laughs> 
Well, I feel like Cars for Kids is one of the perfect ways to inspire a bunch of creativity because all I know from that is I absolutely despise their advertising and their jingle. So if that's like their how they're stepping forward into the world, I bet. And, and your episode on it was I was just completely blown away by it. So any any of our listeners go check out uh, the, the Busted Business Bureau Cars for Kid episode because as crazy as you think it is, it is and it's only worse and everything there. So. <laughs> So Christian, you said you you work at a comedy theater and you're doing comedy, you're doing different things like that. How how did that begin? Where where are you coming from as a as a human being on this planet? What a fabulous question. I've always <laughs> enjoyed theater and stuff and I went to school for, I learned Chinese like all throughout high school and I majored in college uh, and also international relations. Nice. But I've always enjoyed comedy as like a, you know, hobby. I just enjoy being on stage and doing stuff like that. But I got in, I linked up with the two owners of the Lincoln Lodge by mm-hmm. producing a show at one of their other theaters just for fun. And now I bartend at the Lincoln Lodge. That's my work there. I don't like do comedy yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, so I've always enjoyed that world. I always enjoy being around it. And uh, I guess I've taken a lot of classes. Damn classes. So right. yeah, I've been in that world. Nice, nice. So I, I think you have a, a unique perspective because w- when I'm when I'm trying to drudge through some of the more mundane elements of the business world, I, I absolutely right. Like that's what the immediately where my brain goes is I, I wanna I, I wanna just jump off um the, the highest building I can find. Um I, I think you're doing an awesome job of of taking your perspective and your natural sense of humor and applying it to things that are just as important, but a lot of people may not have the um, endurance you have to go through everything and, and present it. Again, is, is that something that you, that you get a lot or am I completely off base? I, no, I get that a lot. I like write Wikipedia pages for fun because I'm not well of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy reading and it's really interesting to me. And I think part of the focus that I came up with for the podcast is that there's a lot of um, science communication podcasts and content out there. Yep. And I've always thought there's not really a similar thing for business communication. Like the business world is mundane and it is boring. It is like <laughs> terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes it, but is there a room out there for somebody to explain it to people in a way that isn't awful? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It, yes, yes. And I, and I truly appreciate that stuff. So then I want to, I want to kind of go into your process. And first of all, how do you, how do you find what you're, what you're looking for and, and what, what, what's worthwhile, I guess? I do everything that just passes the me interesting test. I don't mm. uh, give a shit. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go right ahead. You're fine. I don't give a shit if the audience <laughs> thinks it's interesting. I just do it if I think it's interesting. Nice. So the Johnson and Johnson episode, for example, I knew somebody who was in, or I knew someone's grandmother who was in the class action lawsuit against Johnson and Johnson, which is how I heard about it. Uh, Cars for Kids. I just saw the damn billboards and thought, what am I? What is that? <laughs> There's a lot of Chicago specific episodes just because I live here and I'm curious about things like Shot Spotter or why IO Theater isn't a thing anymore, but isn't coming back. <laughs> 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 I 
so yeah, it has to pass the me test. Same thing with all my TikToks or like things I post on social media. It's like if it makes me laugh, I post it. I don't really give a shit about the rest. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and and for all of our listeners, I, I think that's a really good way to approach life. A lot of times, if if it's enjoyable to you and it's working for you, then sometimes we self edit a little too much, and then you end up being disabled by like all of the personal filters, and then you end up not doing anything at all. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, and I feel like brain poisoned by going viral on TikTok. And I feel like I'm, I have such bad social media hygiene now because I'm like constantly looking at it. And I worry that I'm subconsciously being like coerced into self-editing and like making things that I know will be clickable content. And so I'm really trying to not do that <laughs> as consciously as possible. So that's really interesting then when you're, you're, I, I you're kind of coming at it where I feel like a lot of content creators, uh, uh, they have to deal with that balancing what is interesting, but also still trying to position it or frame it in a way that other people it, it's, it's meeting the requirements of the platform or the media is, is that fun? <laughs> I, I don't know how else to ask well, that Christian. I'm sorry. I, I think, no, it was, it was a great question. I think when I make the TikToks take me four seconds to make because I, don't make things for social media and so the one that has like more than a million views now I just like farted that out for my 20 followers but um the work that goes into like the actual research and the information being presented that takes so long and that I don't make with the intent of putting it on the internet like I already have this wide basin of information that I could just like pick out of pretty easily which is why I don't really think about the community guidelines on TikTok even though the kids keep telling me I'm gonna get banned (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I think that's a badge of honor, Christian. If you're if you're banned on TikTok, then you're it's like telling me to make a backup account because they're afraid my account's gonna get banned, and I haven't uh, done anything yet to displease the TikTok community guidelines. But I'm not really aware of what they are, so I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> uh, Christian, what is your what? Is, do you mind sharing your your TikTok username so for anyone interested can follow you? I want to make sure you get those pluggables in yeah. as soon as possible. <laughs> social media is at busted biz bureau because busted mm. business bureau is too long but uh, my alternative tiktok account is called clown bathroom which like 20 people follow because the kids told me to make it and then they didn't follow it so <laughs> nice <laughs> nice you were coerced into creating another alternative identity and then they were like hey we don't really like that identity <laughs> they did, i guess they didn't see no one heard about it and so nobody cares about my alternative tiktok account in case my main account gets banned that's why i had to make it what <laughs> I I like it. I like it. All these strategies that you might never have thought you needed to know. And now you do. Um, So, so then when you're looking and you're doing your research, how are you actually putting this stuff together? Because I feel like you have a really uh, good idea of narrative and, and and your, your voice and, and not so much literally the, the sound of your voice, but more of what people refer to when on stage, like, oh, you have a good voice. You, You know where you're coming from within that stuff. How do you take such such random information, and I'm not meaning that in an assaulting way, um, and, and then put it into your voice and present it in that way. How do you go through that to create one of your episodes? So I think to answer this question, let me tell you about an episode that never made it, which is I wanted to do one on the National Speech and Debate Association. Which, Wait, I, Christian, there was stuff that didn't make it on your podcast. Like I literally thought you were infallible and everything you researched was perfect and amazing. And <laughs> now you're blowing my mind. So yes, please. <laughs> Sorry to just cut you off like that. Yeah, no, it's all good. I was going to do one on the National Speech and Debate Association because I did it in high school and it's just like 
it's, it's crazy, like the things that go on. <laughs> but I realized like while I was researching it, the things I was going to say don't necessarily have to do with the business and why like the National Speech and Debate Association is whack. Like the people that participate in it have developed a weird culture, which is not necessarily like the focus of Busted Business Bureau. Got it. And so it has, to, I think in my mind, there's like a general parameter because it's, it is focusing it into a voice of like, does this relate to business? Is it a scam? Is it a scandal? Is it a shenanigan? Does it involve like some sort of group of people together being some sort of corporation? Yes or no. So that's how the research can get a little bit more focused. So it's less like there was one sex scandal this one time like mm. for this one person because that's not really reflective of the business that's reflective of the person you yes. know what i mean mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i think that's how a bunch of the random information gets put together because it's like is this a random what is this <laughs> right right okay okay and then so when you when you're looking at that stuff and, and you have all of your research wh where do you go then when you're about to sit and record that stuff what does that that look like for you it all goes into google docs Nice. Okay. Uh, so you actually do script it. And again, if, if we're diving too much into your process, no, no, no. Go. I love talking about it. Uh, it is loosely scripted. Most okay. of the things I say are reading, like when it's quotes and stuff, I need to know exactly like what the quote yep. is. And there's some uh, sentences that are transitions. Like um, I, I couldn't come up with an example of my own fucking podcast. <laughs> It's okay, but I understand a transition. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like we can get that. that. Are loosely scripted transitions that get at the idea of what I want to go to next, or like how these ideas connect. Okay, but it's not like word for word typed on a page exactly what I want to say. And when it is, it definitely plays. Like it definitely comes off that way. Like I read a joke and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna keep this in because I thought of it for no reason. <laughs> it's clear when I'm reading a joke off a script in the in the show. <laughs> Okay, I got that. Uh, I, I'm I'm there then. So so as you're you're how many episodes are you in now? Where are you at with that? I just released episode oh, 11 or twelve. There's a bonus episode. I don't know if people count that. So like eleven or twelve. Okay. Uh, and the scripts for all of the episodes are like at least ten pages long. Like okay. just full of like blocks of information that to most people would make no sense, but because I've been researching it, like it's all just in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm more easily able to connect them and just speak extemporaneously because I, I read a lot. <laughs> I read a lot more than gets into the podcast. Got it. Do you, do you, what is that, that timeline like of, of how much time it, it puts on research, reading all of that stuff to then the one, most of your episodes are about an hour in that, yeah. in that framework. Like what's, what's that formula look like for you? Golly gee, it is long. And for most of season one, I had a nine to five and I worked at night and I worked on weekends. <laughs> so it was, it took a lot longer to do the episodes because I was, I literally had no time to actually sit down and do it. But I also did it at my nine to five a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the good one. <laughs> and now that I only work at night and I have the daytime to do stuff, I have a lot more time. But then I spread out that time and like try to give myself a brain break so I can think of different ways of looking at it. There is no quantifiable answer, I guess is what I'm telling you, because I literally don't know. And if I did, I think I'd be depressed by the answer because it's probably way longer than it should be. <laughs> So here, here's where I come from. Sorry, Biagio, and I'm going to let you jump in here. I, yeah, yeah. I'm completely a, a, a train. It's, not, it's okay. <laughs> uh, when, so with podcasts uh, and, and being a 
white cis male i feel like there's definitely some stereotypes about people that look like me doing podcasts where you jump on you do whatever the hell you want people listen and it just spreads around like wildfire and everyone makes money and then you're joe rogan and and completely um you know changing our world for yeah exactly exactly right um but when i look at at what you're doing there there is a significant quality associated with it that that i'm i'm kind of no i am impressed with um how how have how has that been received when maybe you're trying to uh elevate it or spread kind of what you're doing there when some people kind of have a negative uh i don't know uh assumption of what podcasts are that they're all just people randomly talking and and I think you're doing such a really deep and, and important job with it that you're kind of bridging those things what, what is that like for you I think I don't speak to a lot of people about the podcast because yeah. I because I have such bad phone hygiene I try to not talk about it in my real life and so I don't meet a lot of people who have that negative association nice I assumed people would based on the fact that it is a comedy theater like producing the podcast. It's Lincoln Lodge. Yep. So that's why the word like research based is in like the the headline of what the podcast is. Mm-hmm. Just you know that it's not talking about random stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the the way that I carry myself is pretty clear quickly in the podcast. Like it's not like welcome to the fart show where we're fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can you yeah. please start that podcast though, Christian? I feel like that's your next one. <laughs> calling. But yeah, I, I think putting research based and the art too. I there's a lot that went into making it seem like uh not just sitting around talking podcasts, which is not to devalue that work that people do. Like people enjoy right. sitting around podcasts, but I just wanted to make it clear uh preemptively that it is not like that kind of podcast. Got it, got it. Biagio, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, actually, like, it's kind of connected to your question. Uh, I I feel like, you know, many times when, when you are a, a content creator and you are on social media, uh, it's understood that you also are on TikTok. Uh, there is a lot of people that consume this type of information. And, and sometimes there's always debatable about like what kind of sources are this information coming from, can be trusted, uh, and so on and so forth. So I was kind of trying to see uh, what is your process to kind of validate that what you're saying is actually, you know, uh, you have a reference for this quote, you have something that support that. What, what, what is the kind of work that you have to do to kind of uh, say like, this is this is not me just waking up and, and saying a story about something, you know, that's. Yeah, I am so terrified. Constantly. Like my biggest fear in podcasting is that someone's going to be like, that's wrong. <laughs> and that they're right about it. <laughs> and it's, so because that it's been my fear like my entire life like if i do a powerpoint presentation i'm like in high school and the teacher goes that information is wrong i would have had a breakdown crying like i I don't know why i'm terrified of that happening but because of that i'm very very careful about what is presented in the podcast and attributing numbers quotes stuff like that to the source that i got it from mostly i like doing a lot of local news i i pirate a lot of academic articles and I pirate a lot of books (laughs) and uh, so I do my best to verify sources as they're going. I I also did go to college for this and I have been published like in an undergraduate research paper. Like I I think I know, Mm -hmm. I already had that skill set before making the podcast. And so leaning on that is, has been helpful in not spreading misinformation and bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) 
in nowadays i think that's even more important than it ever has been and so good job you know bravo (laughs) i really hard like that's one thing that i focus on like undoubtedly it is just like is the research right is it accurate and i try to present the facts and i mean i obviously have opinions the entire podcast because i never (laughs) shut the fuck up but (laughs) most of the time when it's an opinion i try to make it clear that it's like just my opinion yes Uh, yes kind of balancing that stuff there uh, has was there an episode that you did that um you were maybe excited to get into and then as you did you were either kind of like less motivated or even kind of kind of more put off by it than what what originally got you in I know that's a little bit of a double question there but yeah I most of the episodes that I don't want to do I just don't do <laughs> like, got it like the speech and debate uh, episode there was uh i think i was gonna do a TurboTax episode which i still might but i don't know but one of the episodes that i was the most nervous about or the one that i was yeah i guess nervous about putting out was the ebay episode because mm-hmm. that is like a personal story to those people that were cyber stalked by ebay employees and i thought is this exploitative is this um you know making content out of other people's suffering in a way that is not fair to them so that's the one I was the most nervous about. I guess that it did sort of put me off as I was doing it. And I was, ultimately, I thought telling it from their perspective and making it clear that it's not something to be taken lightly while also acknowledging like how stupid the whole thing was from the eBay standpoint um, was the way to go. And I'm proud of that episode. And I think it was respectful and I hope it holds up. I hope I think the same thing in a couple of years. And if I don't, I'll fucking take it down. Who cares? Yes. <laughs> right. For, uh, and not to, not to, uh, completely bounce off of what you've already created, but for, for our listeners, can you give a little background of, of what the eBay episode was? Maybe just kind okay, of as so a snippet. In 2019, for like several weeks, there were six eBay employees that conducted a cyber stalking campaign, like a horrific, went to their house, ordered like funeral wreaths and um, grieving the loss of a spouse book to these random bloggers in Natick, Massachusetts. Uh, And these bloggers have a pretty neutral like commerce blog about eBay that just like reports on updates. But the CEO of eBay obviously coked out of his fucking mind. Uh, He was so mad about these articles and was eye messaging them to like take her down. And so, yeah, it was like a weeks long cyber stalking campaign. Like her husband still suffers panic attacks to this day. Like wow. they, they um, trailed them in like a, like a van. Uh, like it was just a horrific, emotionally battering story conducted by employees who did it in the name of eBay. You know, they did it for yeah. their business. How can six grown adults with the names like global security director in their title think that was a good idea that is insane to me <laughs> yes well and, and that's where i think what what you're doing shifts from more of that you know hey this is goofy or there's these weird situations to something that it's like no we uh, at least in in our american culture give a lot of power and weight to companies and organizations that may either from a capital perspective or just those titles people walk around with a title and all of a sudden we we kind of bow down and get a, get impressed by that stuff and then we we don't hold any accountability towards that stuff is is that something that that you're seeing more and more has that shifted what you view people in in those situations and those positions as or or is it kind of yeah. like hey i'm still here 
No, I think definitely the older I get and the more, uh, my girlfriend has like a, a job. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and so hearing stories, you know, just like about other, and it's not like bad stories, not like she's, you know, crap talking everybody, but just hearing like a silly thing that like the director of blank did. It's like, oh, <laughs> so there are people. Yeah. <laughs> that really does, that actually does, does happen. So then when you're going outside of these episodes and, and you bring that, that again, experience and perspective from your research and, and, and all that stuff, how are you, are, are you trying to change that shift that or is that just something that you're trying to put out there so that we all as as a society kind of understand a title or a position may not mean you're automatically a good person or a bad person it's just what it is hmm. I don't think I've ever th- sorry I don't think I've ever thought about why I'm doing it I Interesting. think yeah it really came from uh, the podcast was born out of curiosity for the world and and the fact that I work at a comedy theater. (laughs) (laughs) I have never considered that that could be an effect of the podcast, nor have I ever, because I, you know, until I blew up, it wasn't like everyone in the world was listening to the podcast, nor is Mm -hmm. it like that now. Mm -hmm. But I never considered that that was a possible effect because I just wanted to make something. This was an artist's podcast. It's not necessarily a society changing podcast. Do you understand? Got it. Yes, yes, very much so. I get that. Um, I would I would encourage you to start thinking of it a little bit differently because I, I think you're you're doing stuff that naturally is going to change some perspectives and things like that, which uh, whether you intended it or not, I think is a good thing. So good job unintentionally doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, that's not to say I don't try to be responsible. Like I assume there's billions of people listening to my podcast at all times, even though yes. that is not accurate. So I, yeah, it's not that I have never considered the effects it could have in terms of, you know, I think I am, I can't, uh, there's no train of thought anymore. Empty head, no thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. So then as we're, as we're looking at all this stuff and and we're kind of looking at, where do you see it going? Or I actually two things, where do you see it going? Like in, in reality, as in, as something that the, the horizon is visible and then where would you like to see it go? Maybe something a little bit beyond that stuff more into your, your next goals with that. You know, I would love to see it going. I think the place I see it going is right on course um, in terms of like just me inviting a friend onto the podcast every week and really enjoying what I'm doing. And because I work a lot less, it is so freeing to just say yes to myself and work on this podcast and do this research. And I get like a profound amount of happiness from it. Like it's a project I really, really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that's where I see it continuing to go because this is still relatively new to me I didn't quit my job all that long ago right so uh, it, I, and I say quit my job I still have two jobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I no longer have four <laughs> <laughs> um so that's where I see it going right now where I would like to you know if we're thinking pie in the sky mm-hmm. I make money from the podcast because I love money yeah that's why mm-hmm. I have two jobs <laughs> <laughs> Is there an advertisement uh, organization or company that you would be like, that would be cool if I got them to, to kind of sponsor it? Believe it or not, I don't believe advertisers are very interested in 
advertising on the Busted Business Bureau. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm very interested. In it. Do I don't have to be like crowdfunding Patreon. I do have a Patreon, but I never ever plug it and nobody donates to it because I'm very shy about it. <laughs> so maybe one day I'll be less shy about the Patreon and ask people to donate to it. And then that'll be a cool way to, you know, make money. Uh, because this, it would be cool to see this be like a full-time thing, you know? Yeah, yeah very, very much so. So then uh, as we're, as we're looking and having the, these conversations, I, I want to go into more of like what your experience was actually starting one up. Were there, were there some plans or, or ideas that you're like, wow, that was way more difficult to figure out within the podcast or something that maybe you didn't foresee being a challenge? I think the actual research is what I did not foresee being a challenge because mm. I had done the first four episodes in like a block and it took me months because I didn't even realize I was making the podcast. And then once I heard about it, like, it, you know, it took a little while to schedule the time and whatever. But then they started coming out every week and then I was only like a week behind for research. And I was like, okay, I have to cram this episode into a week. How am I going to do that? And then that was really hard because I, re I love reading and I care if it's accurate and good. So the time crunch turned out to be more of a problem than anticipated. But uh, I prioritized the podcast because it is something that brought me a lot of joy and that is sort of, I guess, how I got over it and doing better planning for season two. Because <laughs> got, a little, got a little rough at the end of season one. Like waking up the morning you're recording at like four in the morning and then like finishing it. <laughs> okay, well, well, we applaud you for, for doing that and pushing through that. And I hope season two makes it a little bit easier for you to spread some of that out. You know what? I I made the fool's choice of recording two episodes in a day, and I work on Friday and Saturday nights, usually until like three in the morning. And I was like, okay, I'm recording on a Sunday at twelve, and I have two episodes, and I have maybe three pages for each one of them. I've done all the reading up until this point, but I just hadn't synthesized it because mm -hmm. I'm a procrastinator. Like, okay, now I have to synthesize a climate change episode. Episode and a different a not spoiler episode because it hasn't come out yet um in <laughs> about four hours on zero sleep <laughs> let's see what happens <laughs> and that's when creativity really kicks in and so we're excited to see hear that last episode at least we will see how those turn out <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Then, so if someone is sitting and listening to this right now and they're like, hey, I want to I wanna start a podcast or I think I have an idea for that stuff, what, what's some advice you would give them to as they're beginning their, their process? My biggest advice is that you really need to say yes to yourself and what you like. Mm. I know that's everybody's advice all the time, but I didn't start this podcast because I wanted to start a podcast. I mm. started this because I did a bunch of research and knew that this was something I was interested in. And I, you know, happened to be privileged enough that the Lincoln Lounge was like looking for podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh, like that's a cool way to channel all this random bullshit I've been doing. <laughs> and so I think making content for yourself is the most important thing. And I even said making content. I don't even think of it as making content. Like I think mm. of it as art and doing the things that I like doing and pursuing my hobbies. I still do see it as like a hobby that I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
if you were to start a podcast, if you do want to just start like a movie review podcast with your friends, just do that. Like, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of overthinking of like, well, will people like it? What's a, you know, what's this, what's this, what's this? But say yes to yourself and see what happens from there. Sorry, I'm going to um, contradict exactly what I just said. <laughs> a lot of background in comedy and storytelling and art and stuff like that. And so the point of view came naturally for me because all of those skills are already built into me. If you're looking to start a podcast and you want something that I guess will be listened to, it is worth it to study what other people are doing and it is worth it to learn about the craft before you do it. Um, because the more you know, like the better it's just going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love all of that. Go ahead, Biagio. Well, I think it's like connected to that. I think one of the, one of the differences nowadays is that the people that have talent or they have passion towards something have the opportunity because of technology to become uh, entrepreneur of their self, right? So the, the podcast, uh, Christian, like I said, she's working less. She's she's still working on a couple of jobs, but she's she's doing pretty much as a job because there are like technology platforms and ways in which you can run your own company uh, while staying home and leveraging your own talent. Uh, I think that's that's an important point uh, because in the past it wasn't like that, right? If if you want to start a company from scratch, you you have to think about something else, someone else that can jump into the company, help you with accountancy, with finance and stuff like that. Right now, is it's not anymore like that. And I think uh, is if you have a talent, you I think you have to believe in yourself and yeah. and be out there. And then the followers will come, the listener will come, and and then you can be as good as christian and have your own platform and be heard by people you know uh but i wouldn't underestimate that as as mm. as a starting point i'm not saying like quit your job or quit your degree because uh i mean you can do both right if you are really passionate about it you're gonna find the time as christian does to wake up at uh, early in the morning after a long night you know <laughs> and it's still you're gonna perform i think everybody's a procrastinator <laughs> uh, majority of people are procrastinator i am yeah. Uh, and but that that would not stop me to find the time for something I really like and enjoy. So I I think we should pass this message to the people listening to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's just that that that's the 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 whole reason we're we're doing all of this stuff. Then, so Christian, as you're as you're sitting here and doing that stuff, and as you're planning season two, uh, is there something you would? Uh, from like a critical reflection is there something that you would really like to improve on within your your second season within that stuff or or are you just golden and it's perfect <laughs> no i <I'm> <laughs> i listened back to the episodes of season one and there is a clear improvement of quality over time because i'm still learning how to podcast like i never had a podcast before mm -hmm. and uh, the way that i speak the oh you know what I need to be funnier and let the guests talk more because I just steamroll the shit out of them every single episode. <laughs> and I don't bother telling jokes or being funny even a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a good podcast. I'm very proud of all the work that I've done, even the first episode, which is very green of a, of a podcast. But I think I'm always trying to improve the guest experience and, you know, riffing and being more present in the moment because I am reading for a lot of the podcast. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like learning how to do both at the same time uh, 
is what I'm hoping to do. Perfect. Okay, I like that. And then I I, I know we're kind of getting near the the end of this, but I, I wanna. I want to give our listeners an opportunity. If you had to pick one of your episodes right now that is out, that you're like, hey, this is the one, this is for Emmy consideration, um, what should what should they go to? And put just one. You can't give me like two or three, just one. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I have a question for you. Is yeah. it get an introduction to me? Is it my best episode? Is it, what's the superlative that we're looking for? You know what? Fine. Then I will give you like two or three. So you define the superlative, <laughs> and then that was that was really good. That was the good. Got one. your ass. <laughs> All right. The episode that I think is the best researched, like the information top to bottom, is the best. Shot Spotter, Chicago Shot Spotter. Um, the Shot Spotter is in like a bunch of different um, locations. The episode that is the best introduction to the podcast is the Six Flags episode, a chaotic retrospective, uh, and the episode that I think was the best exchange back and forth is the one I just released today, the Lockheed Martin episode with Code Pink's national organizer, Danica Kadovich, who's my friend. <laughs> nice, nice. And Lockheed Martin, whenever anyone goes after them, I'm like, uh, not after, okay, but like even puts a spotlight on them. Um, I get a little concerned. So good, good luck with that. And <laughs> <laughs> Just two girls talking about Lockheed Martin. <laughs> yeah there's nothing to see here nothing at all no one never it's fine it's good it's cool just good luck and you know watch out on your gps all that good stuff um (laughs) cool christian this is this has been so much fun i truly do appreciate your time and your perspective here and i want to wrap all of this stuff up with with more of a, a global question as someone who has embarked on a new project has brought a bunch of different tools and skill sets to it. What is just some general advice about life as a creative person that you would want to kind of spread out there? I think that the work you do to make art that you enjoy is valuable. I think it is worth it to pursue your own. I feel like I keep saying this, but I'm going to keep saying it because Please. I really believe it. It is worth it to pursue your own happiness and prioritize the things that you are interested in when you are creating and creating for other people or creating because you feel you have to. I think being introspective about why you are creating is very important. And uh, mm, uh, do it. That's my advice. Just do it. Just do the damn thing. Be bad at it. Who cares? Like, I would still be fine and I would be just as delighted if like 20 people listen to my podcast. You know what I mean? Like I like making it and so I will keep doing it. I don't give a shit if it falls off the face of the earth and nobody likes it anymore because I like it. Christian, that is, I think, a perfect way to end this this episode and this conversation. That's perfect. And I want to encourage you, please do keep doing it. There are people that are listening and we're enjoying everything you're doing. So if nothing else from this episode, take that forward and, and keep the motivation going on. And again, truly, thank you for being here on The Gateway, Christian. It's been a blast. I am so excited to be here. I'm so stoked that you asked me. So thank you for having me on. 
of course we'll probably make this a regular you know you might get an email from me in a little bit just being like come on back we need to talk more about these so i look forward to that i'm in <laughs> perfect christian you have a great rest of your day biagio thank you for being here and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the gateway brought to you by niu's college of business please make sure to subscribe to the gateway you can find us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found and if you are so inclined please feel free to give us those five star ratings which help allow us to continue to bring wonderful guests to the gateway thank you all for listening and remember to love always the promise of tomorrow today